1: Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast and welcome back to another match preview after the 2-0 victory last night against Leicester in the Caribou Cup. We are now focusing on the back on the Premier League. Uh, We have a home fixture again back to back which is nice against Fulham this Sunday. And uh, this is your match preview for that game. I'm Scott, I'm your host for this one. And as you can see, I am joined by four of the Gallagher Shots' finest members of the team. I've got Daryl, Joe, Harry and Ian. I'm not going to go through everyone because this is going to be an hour long video if I say hello, how's everyone doing? So just everyone <laughs> wave and everyone smile and we'll all be good. Um, we have so... also joined by Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> uh, as well, if you if you saw the comments from the last video and Frankie Boyle, apparently. So there you go. Uh famous faces throughout the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. Um, so like I said, we will be playing a home game on Sunday. It's a two pm kickoff against Fulham. But before we get into that, you all know the drill. The Gallagher Shots match preview is brought to you by Magpin Badgers. Magpin Badgers are the go-to site for high quality. Unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle players, legends, and retro kits. And I hope they make a Dan Byrne dancing pin badge because they will sell like hot cakes in Gregg's. Uh, <laughs> their website is magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Check them out for all of your pin badge goodness. Right, let's get on with the preview. Like I said, Sunday, 15th of January, Fulham at home, 2 pm kickoff. It's live on Sky for you uh, folks in the UK uh, and it'll be on probably every other channel in the world because if it's on Sky, it's on everywhere else, so you'll have no problems in watching it. Fulham have not been doing too bad of late. Uh, They're currently seventh in the league, Uh, 28 points they're sitting on, eight wins, four draws and six defeats, and they have a plus three goal difference. Uh, Joe, we'll come to you first, mate. Uh, What Mm -hmm. are your confidence levels going into this Fulham game?
2: It can't be much higher given the incredible defensive record that we've got and the fact that Fulham, for all that they've got, a Serbian war machine up front, don't seem to have much going on at the back. I think given the confidence levels that we've had, especially coming off the 2-0 win and just our general lead performance, I don't see... I don't see any cracks in the team that would cause me much um, much concern going into this match, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it should be interesting. Another thing to bear in mind as well, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday and Fulham play Chelsea tomorrow. So we'll have a two or three-day advantage in terms of uh, general match fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl, do you think that'll come into any considerations when it comes to the game? Or do you think Fulham should still be well-prepared um, even though there's a long journey up the A1 or whichever way they decide to come.
3: Well, um, Scott, you know, we said this about the Leeds game, if you remember, about how we had a, a couple of days' head start on them going into yeah. that game. Um, I think Fulham's going to be a little bit of a different um, approach for that one, um, a little bit of a different challenge, let's say. Um, you know, like Joe said, you know, Mitrovic up front is going to be a handful for, for our our boys at the back. Um given our strength at the back, really we should be able to handle them quite well. Um again at the at, at the back for them, you know, I think there's certainly things for us to exploit. Um we should be able to get another half full of goals. I'm not gonna say we're gonna get as many as we did down there because, you know, they were down a man in that game anyway. Um but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a good game. Um they're on a good run at the minute, you know, they I mean it, the way I'm going to say it, it's like everybody's been Leicester at the minute, but they've had a good result at Leicester as well. We had a good result at Leicester, yeah. etc. Um, so it's going to be good to see, and uh, looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, you mentioned the the away fixture there, and, and that they had a man sent off. They are quite prone to a few red cards this season of Fulham. I think they're they're up there in terms of the the, the top number of cards. Harry, um, given our defence and, and given you know our shit housery, if you will. Um, do you think that's something we could maybe capitalise on and, and again, you know, maybe it's not bank on getting one of their players sent off because you'd never like to see that. But it's certain certainly something to keep in your back pocket if the game isn't going your way that, you know, you can rile them up and they'll put in a challenge. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um I think you can be quite tactical with it as well. Um, so say if Maxi was on the pitch, for example, we know he's a bit tricky and it's easier to foul them. Um so if you could get kind of a yellow card, nice and early in the game. They're not going to want to kind of put a foot in, just in case. Um, I mean, you see it against uh, against Leicester uh, after the penalty. The, when we got into the box, they didn't want to put a foot in for the second goal. You could you could kind of see it because apparently penalty had already been awarded. And the same goes for um, for cards as well. But I think. With Fulham, I think everyone would consider them as a yo-yo club, really, over the past few years. They come in the Premier League, spend a lot of money and then go down again then come back up because they're on the championship. But they are seventh. um, And you've got teams like West Ham that are are at the bottom of the table. Um, Yes, we're we're absolutely flying, um, especially after the game uh, against Leicester in the Cup. It does fill me with Conference no matter who we come against, um, and I'm not usually like that. Uh, before the match yesterday, I, I could hardly breathe. I was just terrified. Um, I had so much hope, and I'm so used to me, hope just being crushed. Um, but no, I, th- I think even yesterday with our defence as well, um, when there's one mistake, there's someone there to cover. Uh, we'll look a very, very good team uh, when we have that um, strongest eleven out, which I do believe was the, the team that we saw last night.
1: Uh, Ian, we, the, obviously the, the away fixture was a 4-1 win um, The red card, you know You don't like to say had a big part in the game But it certainly played its part in the game uh, Goals from Wilson, Miggy got a couple I think that started his, uh, his goal scoring run, shall we say Which is, you know, he got an assist last night He's still Going good, uh, and Sean Longstaff got got on the score sheet. Um, would you expect a, a similar performance given in that game we had around seventy percent possession, uh, nineteen shots with ten on target? Do you think more the same, or, or do you think it'll be different if uh, you know provided they keep all eleven men on the field?
4: Um, good question. Um, I think in terms of position, I think we we'll, again we'll probably have not i wouldn't say as much as 70 percent, but i think we will dominate the game i do think it'll be set up a little bit different i think fulham for all that they they have done fantastic this season i think the the six losses i think have come against um pretty the top four spurs and west ham um so i think it'll be a case of like say for, for all they've done well they'll come and try and frustrate well they'll do Pretty much what Bournemouth have done, what powers have done, what Leeds have done, um, and try and pick off on the on the counter. But um, I'm confident enough going into the game um, after a really good win last night to uh, to, to do enough to um, to get three points. But I don't think it'll be as, as high scoring as the the uh, return fixture.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're, you're spot on there, actually. Um, Joe, uh, you mentioned the Serbian destroyer in Alexander Mitrovic. Uh, mm. He's obviously coming back off a suspension after receiving his fifth yellow card um, to many FPL managers' dismay when it was a double game week. Um, could we also maybe work that into our favour, the fact that he's now on a blank slate and he's probably going to be a bit gung-ho Uh, Do you think maybe you can get under Mitrovic's skin and, you know, he knows he can sacrifice a yellow card now because he's not going to miss an important game. Um, Do you think that's something that, again, we can maybe capitalise on? He's,
2: yes, he's prone to a few yellow cards, but I don't know if someone can uh, correct me, but I don't think there's been any time in recent history where he's gotten a straight red. I don't think so. He did when he was first playing for us, but then he kind of calmed his temper a little bit and honestly i actually think that if now that he's coming back uh with a blank slate if anything it'll just rile him up a little bit more I think he can be a bit rougher with defenders and give bottom and share something to work with it's probably not going to work too well in our favor in that regard however the strength that we've got in our defense i think we have enough to maybe not stop him scoring completely but enough to definitely mitigate his chances he's got 11 goals so far this season that's not something to uh that, that we can take lightly and it wouldn't surprise me at all uh given that they've got some quality uh set piece takers in 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 the likes sort of Pereira, Willian he's he's come into a little bit of form recently it wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, they managed to nick a goal
1: Absolutely, I mean the obviously the Mitrovic that we all know and love is probably a much different player to the Mitrovic we see today. I think he's matured quite a lot. Um, his time in the championship, especially as as you know, he's got a, a good taste for goals, and he's continued that this season, uh, which is always nice to see. We always like to see, you know, former mags doing. Well, for the clubs that they're currently at, as long as they don't do well against us when they face us. Um, Daryl, they've got a couple of injuries. Uh, Shane Duffy and uh, I think it's Cabano are both out. Um, I'm like that's my auto correctors changed that name when I typed it down. <laughs> um, but not much more. Um, from there, and I also think Shane Duffy might actually be back because I think it was just an illness, so he could be back for the game. So they're looking pretty much full strength, but we did mention obviously the Chelsea game, so maybe they will be a bit of rotation. Um, Are there any other players that Fulham have that you're particularly worried about? Um,
3: Not, well, not necessarily. Um, You know, they've got a bit of a dynamic midfield. They've got, uh, who the name escapes me right now, but the the lad in midfield who we were linked with for a while, um, a few years ago when we were in the Championship. Um, Like I say, I can't remember his name now. Um, But we were quite interested to bring him to the club at that point. Um, Never happened, of course. But he he was seen as a bit of a playmaker. And the way Marco Silva sets them up, they are very much geared to provide service for Mitro. And it's going to be a case of how we deal with them in the wings, in defence, in defending their attacks, basically. Because you'll have Willian, you'll have um, Pereira, whoever, on the other side. They'll be flying down those wings and putting balls in left, right, and centre just to try and get service to Mitro. And I think the lads in the middle will be able to handle Mitro in that respect as well. I do agree with Joe as well. I think it would give his his situation around yellow cards at the middle I mean he's probably wanting to have a bit of a rough and tumble time on Sunday. But again, whether or not he can use some dark arts, for example, and maybe get him booked or even even somehow make him lose his mind and maybe a stray elbow here there anyway you never know with Var knocking around. I mean, I think we can all agree that had Var been around in those early days of Metro, I think we might have seen him get sent off a bit more than he actually did, because he was one for the odd little dig with an elbow here, there, and everywhere. And he was a bit of a character, and we loved that in him, really, didn't we? You know, we're he, he like we like the little character that he was then.
1: Um, but yeah, I
3: think it's it's all going to be about how we nullify the effect of them providing the service to Mitrovic up front.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Var there when, when we had Mitrovic. I think I remember seeing him. I think it was his first game against Southampton that season. And he, I think he came on the pitch and just absolutely clattered someone. And like say, if Vaughan was around, he probably would have been off the pitch within about two minutes. So uh, it's all good. We didn't have Var back then. Um, Ian, general attention to Newcastle. Um, there doesn't seem to be any new injuries coming off. The game last night. Obviously, we're doing this before Eddie Howe has his press conference, so we'll know more on Friday. Um, the three that are currently out, obviously, it's John Joe Shelby, Emil Kraft, and Matty Target. They don't seem to be misses for the starting eleven. So, would you expect same again when it comes to you know what we played last night, based on what we'll do uh, this weekend? Or do you think there'll be a, a bit of rotation or a bit of bit of tactical? changing uh, against Fulham?
4: Um, I mean you ask this question every week I give my opinion, it's always the opposite it's why I'm not a Premier League manager so yeah, given how how usually goes um, it's very much he doesn't make changes unless he needs to um, I think, given the performance last night, to be fair I thought Bruno was getting the shit kicked out, out of him uh, in the second half um, Trippier went down as well, which Usually doesn't go down unless it's serious, but obviously it looks like everyone came through unscathed. So I would have very much expect uh, the, the the same start and eleven. Only change I could see potentially is I think it was ones that you discussed on a previous where Saint Maxim. I think it was for the Leicester game where you'd maybe drop Longstaff because um, he has had a lot of minutes, move Joe Linton into the middle, um, and then place Saint Maximum. But again. Based on last night, uh, speaking of the guy that I was sitting next to, the sort of fluidity of of Joe Willick and Joe Linton and how they they change sort of position throughout the game, I think is absolutely excellent. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's the, the exact same 11.
1: Yeah, you mentioned the uh, the fluidity between Joel Linton and, uh, and Willock. We've mentioned it a few times on the match reviews and, and on these previews. And last night, Dan Byrne got into the mix of that and he was getting forward quite a bit. Um, Harry, would you would you like to see more from Dan Byrne getting forward, um, given how well it worked against Leicester uh, last night? would you, Is that something you think we could use against Fulham at the weekend? <laughs>
0: It's definitely dangerous. Uh, it's absolutely dangerous because you have a lot of pace. Um, if we get caught on the counter, then we're screwed because he's the one that's meant to sit back and turn it into a three win trip. Yeah, does it? Um, uh, I wouldn't mind it because it was great to see him score. Um, I went absolutely wild. Like, had a bit of a, you know, like when you kind of stand up too fast, you go a bit dizzy. It was like one of them moments <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, I think, no. I think you just—I think we have to be smart about it. Unless it kind of opens up in the game and it appears that he's getting space and he can do it, then happy days go for it. Um, but not when we're pressing. If we've got them pinned in, absolutely where he was last night, winning the ball uh, to start his goal off, really. Um, absolutely, you, you can stay there for your like because you've still got the line behind you. But not when you're pushing uh, for a goal and you don't have them kind of pinned back. Um, Yeah, brilliant the same score, but no. um, If you can just stay back a little bit, Bernie, it would be brilliant.
1: Yeah, he's he's quite deceptive as Dan Bernie. He he appears to be a lot slower than he actually is, and I think it's because he's got such long legs. He can cover quite a lot of the field in in like three or four steps, um, and you don't realise it until you see it. Um, It's good. Uh, Another player who's been slowly brought back to the fold is um, Isak. Uh, Are we expecting Joe that he might get a bit more minutes than he did, uh, did last night. I was personally surprised he only got, I think it was 10 minutes when he came on.
2: Um, I was a little so. bit considering that he had 45 on Saturday. Yeah. The idea is that we need to get him back up to fitness. What I did find very interesting was that he subbed Wilson for him. There's always been this debate. Obviously, we've not seen them both fit at the same time. Would he look to maybe play them together as a two Obviously, that would change the system up a little bit. Yeah, it seems to be with that substitution. It seems to sort of suggest that 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 idea isn't in Howe's mind. So in that in that regard, I would still come. I would obviously still start Wilson. He has been phenomenal for us. He's his holder play we spoke about last night. His holder yeah. play, his turns, his skills, very much has been missed when he's not been in the team. Whether we then decide to play Isak on one of the wings, perhaps. We've seen that he can, uh, he can he can play out wide and he's got enough skill to, you know, maybe uh, take on fullbacks, that sort of thing. It'd be really interesting to see whether he does that, but then who do you drop? You can't drop Miggy, that left-hand side, but then ASM's coming back. It's a, it's a bit of a predicament, and it's going to be one that we're going to know a little bit more of in the next two, three months. I would suspect that he'll introduce him slowly, Bruno-style, there's no need to rush him back in given how we're playing yeah. and we're getting goals from all over the pitch. I think it's going to be a slow introduction. I don't think that he'll be a regular in the side until probably March time. Again, how Bruno wasn't reduced, but that's not necessarily a bad thing at all. He's a young kid. He's 23. Still has a lot of time to develop and theres it's not a travesty if we don't see him playing too regularly. Um, having said all that, I would expect him to get a little more than 10, 15 minutes. I think he's a fantastic player that we've seen and it would be a shame, especially given cal milson's injury record we know that his fitness has been a major issue and we can't rely on him for what really more than half two-thirds of a season to share those minutes with isak given you know depending on who we're playing would um would be a great option for how to have and i'm sure that he'll utilize that uh the best he can
1: yeah anyhow tends to kind of like to change it quite a bit when we go I think three goals up three four goals up and he's normally i mean i'm not saying we're going to score three four goals at the weekend but normally that's when he'll make the change he kind of got the feeling last night he was waiting for that third goal and it never came so he, he kind of was like okay i better make these changes now and i think with with the saint maximum uh substitution i think he was on the sideline for a good five minutes beforehand i know, i remember harry you tweeted you text into the uh into the group chat and it took it seemed to take forever for him actually come on, and the the TV never showed him on the sideline, so we didn't know what was happening there. Um, Darrell with Saint Maximum, is it just a case of same with Isak and slow and steady kind of pace him into the team and and just kind of introduce him as an impact sub, or does he get a start for you at all uh, this weekend? Um,
3: yeah, I think we're going to have to try and just utilise him as an impact, so for the time being Scott, um, you know, it's always been it's been a debate in the past as to whether or not his best work is from starting or coming on as an impact, so because we know he needs a little bit, at least a good five or ten minutes just to go into the pace of a game when he does come on um, I felt just going back a little bit in time, I felt like he wasn't used enough when he came on against Leeds, um, and he got used a bit more when he came on against Leicester yeah. And you, you saw that straight away and he was getting really involved in the game very well. And you know, he just while he was stood on that sideline waiting to come on yesterday, he, he was having a pretty long conversation with Eddie. Obviously Eddie giving him plenty of instructions and, and whatnot about what to do when he came on. Um it's interesting as well to mention Isak as well. Um agree with Joe there. And um, you know, I think it's the way the way he was used last night was pretty much how I expected it to be. Um and it's nice to see him come on and there was a little bit of a partnership sprung up immediately with um, Bruno and he was played in a couple of times by Bruno, some great little through balls that just cut Leicester right open Um, and then going back to St Maximin, I think, yeah, it's it's very hard to change the team when it's performing so well and we've mentioned that already Um, so for me it's going to be a case of introduce them later on in the games and it's just nice to have that luxury and to have that quality to come off the bench, because if we need to switch pace up late on in games, we've got it in those two, and it also gives us a little bit of a di- change in dynamic as well. And also to touch on on the Dan Burn issue as well about him going forward, it was quite a nice thing to see, and it was also a change, like a bit of a change, a bit of a refreshing thing to see, because it means that Trippier can also fulfil the role that Dan Burn does when Trippier goes forward, and vice versa now. And I think that might have been done more for the benefit of opposition teams who were probably starting to get a little bit wise to how we are playing and how we tend to overload our attacks down the right-hand side. And it was nice to see yesterday um, that we actually probably did most of our attacking down the left. Um, Almiron wasn't that involved, you know, and it it, it turned out that everything went down the left and you had that three. The three of them were almost like how Bruno Trippier and Almiron were earlier in the season.
1: Yeah, they um they showed a graphic, I think around 25 30 minutes uh, last night on the TV where Trippier was the, the furthest player back, um obviously apart from Nick Pope, who was obviously in goal. Um, but uh yeah, he was it was kind of the the slant was that way and not that way uh in terms of like the defensive four. Uh, so yeah, it was very good to see. Um it's a nice option and a good way to switch things up and a good way to, like I say, catch the opposition off guard. Um We'll come to predictions. Um, we'll come to you first, Ian. Uh, what are your predictions? And also, I don't know if you've seen him yet, but has Joey got us a prediction this week? Um,
4: haven't seen him this week because he's been back at school. But we are going to the game because it's his birthday on Saturday. Um, so we've managed to get tickets. Joey. So... Um, as long as the win, I don't care. As long as the score goes, but I think, I think it'll be more conservative than what, um, what the away fixture was. Obviously, they went down to ten men early. That helped. Um, I think they'll probably set up very similar to how Leeds set up. Um, how sort of teams that that'll just sit there and hope for us to break them down. Um, I do think we've got goals in in worse, so I'm going to go two nil. Um, I think I seen a stat today. Possibly I'm sure it's we've only conceded four or five home goals this season. Um, so yeah. although Mitrovic is is a big, is a good player, he's in good goal scoring form. I think at the minute I just can't see us ever conceding. And it's always in the back of my mind when I do these match previews that. I think this every week and then I think, oh, would you to get like absolutely hammered or like concede and it just never happens. So I hope it doesn't start now. So yeah, I'm going to go for a
1: 2-0 win. Awesome. Uh, Daryl, we'll come back to you, mate. What's your prediction for this one?
3: Um, I will actually add a big thing about this um, this afternoon. Um, obviously, you know, reminiscing again from the game last night, watching another round of highlights and a few bits and bobs that we were sharing around in the WhatsApp group. Um, and I, I did have a good thing about it. Now I, I was thinking it's definitely not going to be as dominant as it was down at Craven Cottage. Um, I think they'll be wise to us. And they'll obviously have that extra man back in their side as well. I can't see that happening again. They'll not want to repeat that for sure. Um, and I, I was thinking exactly the same as you. And I'm going with a 2-0. 2-0 then.
1: Yeah, I think it was... Eight minutes or something that uh, that they got they got the man sent off in the in the in the away game. So was. I mean that's pretty much an entire game. I mean it, it is an entire game when you think about it. Really, um, Harry, what's your predictions, mate?
0: There's a good range of opinions here because I'm going to go two zero as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it will be. Um, I think the game will start cagey. Yeah, um, imagine if we start Wilson. That's where he works quite well because. I feel like over time, since he's got a bit older, he's changed his, like, going back to kind of the Isaac Wilson thing, I suppose. He's kind of changed his style a little bit. He, there was an over-the-top through ball last night where he was destined to get it and he was running and he just wasn't getting any faster. And I was like, what's going on? Like, he's just got a little bit slower, um, but he's still got the strength and he can still pass the ball and move. So I think if we start the game with him, fantastic. We'll most likely get a goal, probably maybe a scrappy goal. Um, but I think the second will come if it opens up a little bit. Um, cuz i'd i'd love to see him uh, on, on the pitch um i really would for, for a decent amount of time where yeah. i mean maybe not half time cuz you don't see half time substitutions really in the premier league uh, maybe 60 minute mark and get him on cuz he's a type of player that i mean last night when you're watching him he, he drifts very wide um he, he's kind of hugging kind of like the left hand side or the right hand side cuz he wants it over the top or he wants it through he doesn't really want to pick it up pass and move he just wants to go um so if the game opens up after that point that's when i think but could get the, the second, if not more. But I I do think 2-0, so fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, it was it was funny watching Isak over the past couple of games. His off-the-ball movement is very, very clever. Um, he <laughs> he is a footballer, but there's always that line when you see when you're watching youngsters play, like, oh, he runs like a footballer, him. And, I mean, hmm. he does. I mean, it, it's great to see because uh, it keeps players guessing of where he's going to be. Uh, Joe, mate, what is your prediction for this one?
2: Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything that's been said. Um, I also want to re-emphasize that with them playing uh, Chelsea on Thursday. That is huge for us. Hopefully it'll tire them out. You never know, they may get a suspension. Um, I don't think you can completely discount Mitro, though. You, you don't fluke this many goals so far this season without doing something right. I still think that will win, though. So I'm going to say 2-1. And if they do get a goal, it's almost certainly going to be Mitro. Could be a set piece, could be anything, but I I wouldn't be surprised if we keep another clean sheet. We're absolutely mint. Um, you know, our defence is the best in the Premier League for a reason. Uh, but no, I'm for, for the pure sake of Mitro's current record and the fact that they can whip goals into one, I think, I think I'm going to say 2-1.
1: Yeah, I, I'm looking at the results and, and watching Fulham play and I've only seen them play I think it was against Man City and against Tottenham uh, where they I think both results were 3-2 in the end um, which I don't think will ship two goals but I think it'll be close to that and I, I think it'll be 3-1 um, I think they'll score first and I think it'll be quite an early one which will make it a quite cagey uh, cagey rest of, rest of the game but I think yeah, I think I think we'll equalize and then like I say, second half. We'll just get another couple in and it'll be it'll be totally different. So um yeah, I'm gonna go for three one for my prediction. Uh before we wrap this one up, boys, does anybody have anything they wanna to add to this? Um yeah, I will. You know, you were talking there, Scott,
3: um, just before you'd said your prediction about Isaac's movement. And I yeah. will put it to the rest of the lads in here. Do you think it reminds you of Papi CC? Because he used to make a nice little run off the back of a defender like that, and with with the skill that Kabai had, he was always able to find him. And I think we might see that between Bruno and Izak going forward. It's,
2: it's funny. I was literally just thinking earlier today how much I miss Papi CC. and I was also thinking, if <laughs> you know, you know, what, you know what, right? He got a lot of criticism for straying offside positions, but then yeah. a lot of people counter that by saying, you know what, he was actually on the ball that a lot of the players just, One step him ahead they just all they the weren't. They weren't. They were yeah, 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 they weren't on the same wavelength. Now, that got me thinking. If Trippier and Papi Sissi played together, or, or with Bruno, screw it. if you had Papi Sissi in this current side, how many more goals do you think he would get just from some quality passes from the mm-hmm. byline? I think he would have a lot of success. He had a bit of yeah. pace. He had a bit of pace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So There was
0: times, though, so. however, he got a lot of yeah. stick for, for being offside a lot, in fairness. And like there was times where you would, Almost see him like kind of. Like, I used to argue the fact. I mean, I would have been like what 13 at the time when you played for us. Sorry if that made you feel old, but like <laughs> I'd cause... always like. It, 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 sorry, apologies. But like <laughs> he'd always be offside, um, and that's why I always used to argue the fact about the offside rule. I wish like strikers got the benefit of the doubt and things like that. Because hmm. it, if they did, he was always just a, a leg offside. he have been he'd been Premier League top goal scorer man. It'd have been sure been taken down outside. Would have say like. <laughs> but uh, no, I yeah, think we should you yeah, anyway. I, I, Absolutely, I think you right about you as well in his movement. Uh, it'd be brilliant, brilliant, brilliant if he if can utilize that and obviously now we've got better uh, kind of players with it within the team.
3: Mate, Fingers if he starts rims, banging, I hope we can flourish. If he starts banging in forty yard volleys or goals from like outside the box on the wing, then we'll we're gonna be in with a player on our hands, mate. I think That's we really are anyway, I think we are Well, anyway. I think I think you're right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, so that about wraps it for this one. Thanks, boys. I've had a really good time. It's about it's being a Newcastle fan. We're in a semi final. We're third in the league. We're banging in the goals. Everyone is pulling in the right direction, just like everyone is here on the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. If you like this sort of content, we've got much more coming your way. Um, after this recording, we're doing a live watch. Well, why not? Chris and Decker are doing a live watch of the uh, Caribou Cup draw. Uh, That would have probably already happened by the time you're watching this. So go back and watch that. You'll know who we've got by then, but they'll always be fun to have for Chris and Decker on a video. So why not? Uh, We've got uh, match reactions coming up. Uh, Joe, will you be doing a quick fire preview this week? Probably won't have time this
2: week, unfortunately, but I'll be back for the next one.
1: Be back for the next one. Well, if you haven't seen those, Joe does quick fire previews on our TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube short channels. Uh, put the links up right now on the screen for you all. If you want to go and follow us on those socials, uh, they're uh, about a minute long and he goes through pretty much everything, they're pretty decent. Um, as well as that, uh, obviously, if you want to, uh, you can subscribe to us, uh, and uh. Also, hit the little thumbs up button that'll get us into the feeds of other Newcastle fans. We're getting a lot of interaction in the comments, so scroll down from this video right now. Let us know your predictions. Let us know what you think of Isak's movement. Uh, and let us know what you think of Dan Burns dancing, um, because it was a sight to behold last night. If you want to go one step further, we do have a membership programme. It's 2 a month. That gives you early access to all of the pre-recorded videos as well as access to the telegram group but for now we will see what happens on sunday we're going into this one full of confidence we'll uh, no doubt have a nice flag display or an- another scarf display i think shira Tweeted war flags. Said, "Can we make this scarf thing a permanent fixture?" So if Shira wants it, I think Shira's going to get it. So we'll it take well, take your flags again next week, and we'll uh, we'll make it a, a very very nice atmosphere in Saint James's Park, ready for Fulham on Sunday. I've been Scott. I've been your host for this one, and we'll see you all in the next one. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye. See you later.